0: The Hangman and His Six Wives. It's the autobiography of the hangman, John H. Fleming. John was Hong Kong's executioner. He also acted in several films. Oh, wow. Celebrity. My first hanging was three men. Uh, We wanted to hang the three together to save time. (laughs) Kind of got got a busy evening, plan. Quickly opened the cell door and cut him down. He would used the cloth which holds his trousers up. I cut him down and loosened the belt. I did not try any first aid. If he wanted to commit suicide, then let him go ahead. <laughs> Hello and welcome to uh, the Hangman and his six. Oh no, it... what, what, what was the podcast called? Just the Hangman. It was it the Hangman. Hangman. Hangman podcast. Hangman. hangman podcast. Yeah. Hangman podcast. Hello and welcome. Oh, I'm right, right. no. I think we're going. It's fine. But yeah. Do not want to stop? <laughs> 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 Hello and welcome to the Hangmen podcast. I'm John Griffiths. I'm James Tilly, and I'm Simon Chriswell. So um, it's been a little while, hasn't it, fellas? Yeah, we've been a little bit slack as of late. We have. Yeah. But never. Well, you've been getting married. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. a good wedding. First of six, I hope. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, I, I was like, I did I was like, what's he talking about? Yeah. Oh no, yeah, we, yeah. Uh, And Simon, you were best man, and yeah. And I've just come back from Glastonbury. Glastonbury, so I hat, and yeah. i started a new job. Yeah. Anyway, it's great. just life's just got in the way. Yeah, yeah, but to remind our listeners out there, this is the story of um, John H Fleming. What's the H stand for? Hangman. Hangman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's our catchphrase. Good. Yeah. Um, and John H Fleming is just just give a little potted reminder of. Who Who he is, Simon? So he is our great-uncle, our nan's brother, and uh, he's currently in his 80s, and uh, this is his life story, as written in his book, The Hangman and His Six Wives, and I think we've had um, one wife yet? Well, one wife, I think we're up to. Isn't yeah, we? I yeah. mean, this is the autobiography. It's mm. called The Hangman and His yeah. Six Wives, like Simon said. Now it's been such a while, and we're reading this kind of. We we don't know what's coming now. Yeah. Actually, we've all kind of forgotten a little yeah. bit what's what's happened. But well, I guess um, it's that World War Two, yeah. World War II, yeah. Yeah, World War II and then he's joined, and he's in Hong Kong now. And I I just open up like the pre, the last page to where we were at, and again, brilliant John H Fleming. I just um, I just read you the line that just. Smacked me in the face. One day when I arrived at a flat, she opened the door wearing only a transparent nightdress, completely nude underneath her breasts and dark hair between her legs, clearly visible. Amazing. I mean, I've missed this go. guy. I've yeah, missed yeah, him. yeah. As a writing style, it's unique. It's unique. It is. Unique. He's also a feminist, isn't he? I believe. Yeah, he's a feminist, oh, yeah, he's a yeah, liberal. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he's in Hong Kong. Yeah. And he was married. Yeah. He's married to so so his he's first Macanese wife. first wife, Yolanda. That was her name. Yeah. Oh, good yeah. memory. But um, I don't think he ever mentioned the name of his son. No. For possibly legal reasons. So I mean, we're um we're sort of actually we're cracking through. We're nearly halfway through the book. Yeah. Um. Again, I'm just I, I kind of wish we could go back and read it all again because oh. like seven page seventy one there was plenty of pussy in brackets oh. females. Yeah. Just in case we thought it was cats. It was yeah. Like or male pussy. Male. Yeah. 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 <laughs> good point. <laughs> But we are on page 75, and the, uh, the chapter title is Prison Service 1959. Ooh. So, uh, just to remind everyone and ourselves, we read this, we go through it, we haven't, we don't know what's coming, we just read it, and then we sort of comment. Yep. Shall so I start? And John would be yep. about 30 on at this point, just to give you a time frame. He's born in the 20s, one of your late 20s. Yeah, so about this is. Man. He's about 30 at 59, yeah, yeah. probably. So, I joined the prisons department 11th of February 1959 as a prison officer. They had lower ranks, warder, principal warder, rank and file. God, he's, he's already Just like in the details. Back in the Navy. Here we go. I was given accommodation in the single officer's quarters, which was above the Stanley Club, outside Stanley Prison. I was told there was no married quarters available for me, but I found out that a major in the British Army was living in one of the married quarters. Ooh, Controversial. Yeah. He was not in the prison service. Nor, in fact, in the Hong Kong government. Piss taker. So he's not entitled to the married officer's flat. He's clearly still Uh, a bit wild by bitter. But I'll tell you what he did. He sent a letter of complaint to headquarters and the major was moved out. Yeah. And I was given a flat he'd moved into. Well done, well done. Well done, John. (laughs) You win. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Being an expatriate, civil service had its perks. We were given accommodation and every two and a half years had six months leave with pay, air passage to our home country. We also had two Did weeks. You say every two months? Every two and a half years. Two and a half years, sorry, sorry. Yeah, every two months we had six months That'd off. Be incredible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get that job. Yeah. Uh, we had two weeks leave a year and enjoyed all the public holidays. Brilliant. He's trying to sell it to us. Yeah. Um, after six weeks of training, which consisted of le- 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 leaning the prison ordinance, <laughs> Come on, Harvest Source Asia. Yeah, yeah. That's who published the book. Exactly. Um, Guaranteed not to spelling proofread. Spelling mistakes. Um, the prison ordinance, rules and regulations and the routines carried out in the various prisons. I was assigned to Stanley Prison, a maximum security prison. The commissioner was James Norman. He had been on the staff when the Japanese had attacked and had become a prisoner in his own prison. Well, I was in the Hollywood field we had there. James Norman. There's a picture of him there. Can we share that on Twitter? Yeah, yeah. there he is, James there. Norman. Oh, well, yeah, uh, he looks uh, high profile. Describe yeah. him. So I do. He looks uh, bald. Probably I, I can't tell you he's bald. He's wearing a hat. Just <laughs> I've just completely jumped to conclusions. <laughs> there. He's got a lot of medals. Uh, yeah, it does. Um, yeah, it looks quite German, actually, doesn't it? Really, but um, a bit of racism. Sorry about that. It's all right. Mm. Arian. We'll say uh, Arian. Arian is Oh uh, uh, yeah, just a pose. Yeah. A lot of medals though. A lot of medals. When I was uh, with the Fleet Club, Wally had told me that a prison officer, Tom Garner, had walked into the toilet of the Stanley Club and saw Norman and Gordon Fox, another officer in a compromising situation. Oh <laughs> Brilliant. This is what I love about John H. Fleming. Yeah, you never know what's going to come. they yeah, yeah, These people can't defend themselves. Yeah, yeah this, so exactly. this never happened, but, you know. Yeah, Normo, you know, he's pinched there. He's obviously a war hero, and all of a sudden he's going in... And what's compromising? To... Wrestling? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Headlock? Tying his shoelaces. <laughs> uh, Norman was a good commissioner, despite him being, uh, you know, into Gordon Fox, mm-hmm. um, literally. Uh, he treated the department as one big happy family, when I returned from overseas leave, he, ha- he had the assistant commissioner meet me on the ship. Something unheard of oh. in other departments. Gentlemen. Yeah. All the staff were ex-army except for myself and one other, Eric Barber. He was <laughs> obviously like all of a sudden remembering names because before he didn't even name his no, mum and dad. No, he's going for it now. Uh, but Eric Barber, who's also in the Navy, so all orders, salutes, were army style. What? So all orders, salutes, were army style. I don't know. Do you know the difference? D- no, between? I guess. You, yeah, I suppose he's obviously saying it was all treated like you were in the military. Yeah. I'm assuming. So either yeah, you know, the way you acted. Uh, Stanley was a dreadful place for staff and prisoners. Staff could not smoke or sit down when on duty. Oh, poor oh, guys! Oh, I'm yeah. so sorry. well, so problem there. If they were five minutes late for duty, they were put on a charge and fined. I had about ten charges against me by the time I left. Get there on time. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He's probably Rars. just rocking up late from whichever woman he's been staying with. Well, right, exactly. Yeah. Simon, all the, all the pussy. In, yeah. brackets, in brackets, females. <laughs> um, our uniform buttons were brass and had to be polished every day. Shoes spit and polished. I arrived ten minutes late for duty. My divisional officer told me I was on a charge. I immediately saw the doctor and told him I did not feel very well. He gave me sick day leave so I could be not put on a charge. That's just a little paragraph in itself. Yeah. So basically, he, he just got his mate to write a sick note because but he was actually late, yeah. most likely. Okay, so does that, does that sort of give us a glimpse into the... Into prison life. Into the, well, into the dark mm. character of John H. Fleming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I returned to my quarters, then off to the village to visit a friend. Then I got a call from Stan Cardell... Nothing new oh, character. Yeah. There's, we need a lot yeah. of casting for this bit. Uh, the divisional officer had sent someone to check if I was in my quarters. I right away called the prison doctor, told him I was hungry. Could I go to the village for some food? He said, yes, that's all right if you feel up to it. Next morning, the divisional officer asked me where I'd been as I was not in my quarters. I told him I had permission to go to the village for food for the doctor so he could do nothing about oh, yeah. it. God. Why did he choose to include all that in the book? I was already, that, that, was, that, that was just like, he wanted to make sure it goes down in history that he got one-upmanship. Yeah. I, I, I bloody got him. I managed to go down to <laughs> the village and I managed to buy stuff. Yeah, he could do nothing about yeah. it. Yeah. We can right. summarise this whole chapter so far in two sentences. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the prisoners slept three to a cell, no beds, they slept on blankets. They had a bucket with water and another bucket for a toilet. Oof. Don't confuse them. That I was going to say, like, in, in the middle of the night. Sounds like an Ibis. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what Ibis stands for? I bet it's shit. I bet it's shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, sorry, I, well, they won't be sponsoring the podcast yeah. now. <laughs> Damn um, it. <laughs> the bucket, in the morning, they were unlocked to empty the toilet bucket and then given a tin bowl of food, which they ate sitting on the floor. There was no dining hall. After they finished, they were herded to the workshops. Being a new officer with no knowledge of Cantonese, I was assigned to the block that held foreigners. One of them was named Goodman. When, I heard it, I was, when he heard I was ex-Navy, he told me about being on a barge with Wellesby and making off as soon as the gunboat arrived. Who's Wellesby? I'm right? assuming we're meant to have remembered. Yeah, maybe we Wells should have remembered. So assuming he must have been a guy on a boat with John. In a previous Oh, yeah, because remember the gunboat? There was that story about the gunboat arriving. Yeah. Our listeners probably it's, it's basically Game of Thrones. People were in it five chapters ago. They disappear yeah. and just suddenly come back. Yeah, yeah. he literally mentions them once. Yeah, yeah, you've got to remember. Right, yeah. 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 okay. I, it's our fault. Let's be yeah. fair sure, That we don't remember. Wealthy. Yeah. <wegen> sixty- <tout> the hangman <laughs> and his six wives. <laughs> um, and then, and then I'm. Mean, again, you can't really see this, but he's done a full stop and then he was a prison and he just has a lowercase h. That really mm. annoys me. Yeah. 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 Really it's, a nice it's getting yeah, sloppier. Exactly. Uh, he was in prison for pretending to be a PWD, Public Works Department. He and a Chinese, <laughs> also in prison, would look for shops with cocklofts. These were an illegal <laughs> floor put in above the ground floor. Goodman would stand outside the shop wearing white shorts, white long socks, looking like PWD, Public Works Department. The Chinese would suggest the shop pay some money and they would not take action. One of the shops phoned the police and so they ended up in prison prison. Goodman died a few years later in a Singapore prison. Okay? Yeah, good. I still didn't I quite got, get the gist can't. of what they were doing there. Well, he dressed I up like a, like he was going to Wimbledon. So cockloft, so I guess that might be like a uh, uh, a. Well, a club in Soho. What yeah, yeah. Is, is that Norman in there? Like yeah. in a compromising situation <laughs> with Gordon Fox. Oh, uh, well, in a cockloft. <laughs> um, but I guess like so that was a fake floor that they were maybe cockfighting, and maybe that's why it was called oh, cockloft. Right, makes sense. And yeah, so these yeah, guys yeah. were going around saying. We know about this, but if you give us some money, we'll turn a blind yeah. eye. But it was almost essentially impersonating a police okay. officer. Yeah. Um, anyway, so later I took over F Block. About 800 prisoners. I found there were plenty of drugs in the prison, which were brought in by staff. When a prisoner was found with heroin, he was simply charged with possession of white powder and given a few days rice and water. The department did not want the public to know there were drugs in prison. There you go. Oh, there you go. Uh, my prisoners were short term with less than three years to serve. There was not enough work for them outside my block. I sat them down in rows of four and gave them a metal bowl to scrub clean with sand. It was all pretense. One bowl could have been clean in 10 minutes, but there was nothing else for them to do. They just sat there until it was time for them to return to their block. Wow. Right. I feel like we need a bit of energy in this chapter where's the the drama Uh, when they returned to their cell the food arrived from the kitchen in large trays the metal bowls of rice, vegetable and some meat were put outside the cell door the warder unlocked the doors the prisoners quickly grabbed their bowls and the cell door locked with 82 cells on each floor by the time the last cell had got their rice bowl it was time to start again unlock the cell doors and the rice bowl thrown out One day a prisoner told me a fight was about to take place between the 14k triad Here we go Here we go Triads This is it now Society And Wu Sing Wu, The head of the triads Were called snakeheads The fight was arranged by the snakehead in cell 64 specific Yeah well remembered I told My god I told the prisoner to go and get me some heroin (laughs) (laughs) What? John said that Hang on I can't go into fight <laughs> without a shot. Oh. I figured if I cut the head off the snake, or the head... I cut off the head of the snake, the snake would be powerless. The prisoner returned and gave me a small packet of drug. I put this between my fingers. I'm confused. He's doing he odd heroin while he's writing he said, this hang chapter. Hang on, he said the head of the triads were called snake heads. Okay. Yeah, right? And then, and then the fight was arranged by the snake head in cell 64. Yeah. I told them it was going to go and get me. I figured if I cut the head off the snake, the snake what, would be... Pa- so there's there now a guy? real snake, or is he talking was he, about the Is he, he decapitating the head giant? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just to, yeah. I just thought I'd get involved. You're going to win the fight that way, I'll be honest. All right, okay, so here we go. So then I took a warder with me and unlocked cell 64. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I searched the prisoner and put my hand inside his sock... Then brought out my hand, holding the small packet of heroin. Oh, so oh my set God. I uh Ah, oh, okay. So he's cutting the head off a snake. So this is that was his Lingo. way of... That was his way of sort of... It was a, a so clever, he, witty metaphor. Yeah, yeah. He's setting up a triad. Yeah. But just making it confusing by the head of the, the triad's see. called snake heads. Yeah. So you really should have used another bit of terminology. Yeah. Instead of cutting off the snake's head. Yeah. We know it's Your like mind. he-man That's characters, made it, aren't yeah, we? Yeah. Um, so he put the... The warder was my witness... I sent the prisoner to the punishment block and he was seen by the superintendent the next morning. The prisoner said the drug was not his, telling the truth, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I had a witness. So he asked for leniency and said he would give some information about other prisoners. His request was rejected and he was locked up for four days on rice and water. There was no fight between the triads. Yeah. So you could say John did something a little bit naughty, mm-hmm. but he prevented he did. a bigger fight, it, potential death. It does worry me, though, the potential in potential coming chapters... He's pissed off some triads. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Surely he's gonna have some repercussions. Yeah, I mean that is true. The yeah. snakeheads. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, so later, I was put in charge of the punishment block. It consisted of two floors. The ground floor was for prisoners undergoing punishment. The second floor for prisoners under sentence of death. Oh god. There was a single. They were in a single cell. The bed was wooden planks fitted to the floor. If they wanted water, it was given to them in a plastic mug through a small hole in the grill gate. They came out for the. Uh, the, for, capital letters, by the way, at the start of sentences have just gone completely out so the like, window. Forget yeah. it now. Forget it. I'm, yeah. This is getting serious. Yeah, yeah. I, don't fuck with me because I've, I've messed with triads. Exactly, don't bother telling yeah. me that I need to do a capital T. Yeah. Yeah. Pathetic man. <laughs> they came out from the cell once a day for an hour of uh, exercise, but even then they only walked up and down the ward. At the end of the ward was double green doors. On the other side was the execution chamber. <sighs> One afternoon I was on lock-up, which meant I finished at 6pm. The block was locked up for the night and the keys locked up in the safe. The next, uh, at the main gate until the next morning when I returned to unlock. Well, that's a lot of locking there. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I took the punishment book with me, hidden in my shirt. What is wrong with this man? It contained the prisoner's number, name offence and punishment inflicted. Once outside, I changed into civilian clothes and took the book to the Stanley police station. The inspector in charge, Ian Hydes, was a friend of mine and I told him what was going on. He arranged for a photographer to come and photograph every page next morning I took the book back what what was going what's on was he doing acting like an informant or something yeah. telling so that they, they know what's going on in the prison and who's committed what crime yeah but he's not really sort of said that is he there wasn't like yeah. Was there anything improper going on and he was trying to be a hero? Yeah. Or was he, just, he missed out the big thing. Why is he doing this? Yeah. Who was the, who was the, uh, the guy that the WikiLeaks... Uh, I thought, yeah, I can't remember his name. Or, um, and, and, and he was like, he's basically now in hiding because yeah, he's yeah, given in, away yeah, secrets. Embassy, he's basically him. Yeah. In 1959. Wow. Yeah, um, in. Oh my God. A few days later, an order from the commissioner said that any prisoner found in possession of suspected drugs must be reported to the police and the prisoner charged in court. It was a Saturday and I was in charge of F-Hall when a prisoner came up to me. He was very annoyed. He told me a warder should have brought in drugs yesterday but had not done so. <laughs> so the procedure was prisoners would be given him prom- promissory notes. Promissory? Have you ever heard that word in your life? How's he spelled? it? Uh, it's P-R-O-M-I-S-S-O-R-Y. Promissory. Promissory. Again, it might be lost in translation. Hang on, it like, like this whole means. chapter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna. I'm not suggesting I've got the biggest vocabulary. Okay, it looks like it is. A, it is actually a word, guys. Oh. Here we go. Promissory note. Um, okay, promissory note. A promissory note, sometimes referred to as a note payable, is a legal instrument, more particularly a financial instrument, in which one party promises in writing to pay. So it's an IU. Oh, right, okay. Just showing off. Yeah. He he's off a clever, clever guy. He is, yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he would give him a promissory note for a warder to take to their home. He would collect money, keep some, and with the rest buy drugs. The prisoner was now in a difficult position. He should hand the drugs over to other prisoners yesterday. So basically, Ooh. he's a dealer, yeah, and his mm. supply has not come through. I checked what duty the warder was on and found he was on a meal patrol. They came on when we locked up all the prisoners and left for lunch. They came on at 10 a.m., and were never searched. When the main division came on duty, some warders were searched at random, but the meal patrol never. I thought this would be the time he would bring it in. Tom E. Cobb was the superintendent in charge. I phoned him direct from my block, told him what I thought. He arranged for the warders to be searched, and lo and behold, he was found with a large packet of heroin, and so he was charged in court and sentenced to three years. Whoa. 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 Okay, we're back to the triads. Okay, we're here. Here we go. Stay triad safe. activity was prominent in the prison. If you belong to a triad, you have protection. So newcomers soon joined one. It was a great recruitment centre. Mm-hmm. So I mean, well week... that they have to get a tattoo as well? Do, is that a thing? I, I, I thought all triads had the tattoo, don't they? Yeah. That's kind of yeah. What what tattoo? Well, I guess it's like a snakehead if you're in the snakehead sure. gang. Yeah, <laughs> yeah <that> makes sense. <laughs> uh, one week I was on night duty, which was from 6pm until 12 midnight. All the keys to the cells and blocks were locked up in the key safe in the main gate. I have a master key for the cells and blocks. In each block is a warder locked in who looks through the cell peephole from time to time to ensure all is in order. At midnight when the second shift were taken over the alarm bells rang in my office indicating something was wrong in H block. The punishment block. I ran to the block and the warder told me a prisoner was hanging by the neck from the cell window. I quickly opened the cell door and cut him down. He'd used the cloth which holds his trousers up I cut him down and loosened the belt. I did not try any first aid. If he wanted to commit suicide, then let him go ahead. why did he cut him down? Why'd he cut him down then? Yeah. If he did not succeed, he would only try again later. What? So he's completely gone back on what he just said there. Should have just left him there? Yeah. If he, if he thought that he wants to die anyway, then why, yeah. why waste the effort? Yeah. Maybe he had to look like he was trying to save him. But once he was on the floor, he was like, you know... Yeah, you're dead. I don't care. Sorry about that noise. That was a coaster. Yeah, it was. Yeah. That's all right. It. Nice coasters, by the way. Thanks, mate. That's all right. Um, saying so on the police were called and my friend Inspector Hyde arrived from Stanley Police Station with a photographer. I was then delayed going home to give a statement. I was on duty, the only person to hold a key to the cell door, etc., <laughs> etc. Yeah, again, um, he loves doing that, doesn't he? The prisoner had used his plastic bucket to stand on, then kick it away to hang himself. Uh, The Stanley Club was formerly called the Prison Officer Club And had many associate members Every Saturday, Norman would be in there Oh, Oh, (laughs) they (laughs) would It was like a family Um, And so would many of the expatriate officers I was having a drink there one day At the bar was an American woman named Gail Sitting at the bar A German woman came in Walked up to Gail and smacked her in the face Gail ran to me saying Keep that mad woman away from me The German woman was the wife of the German Consul General. It appears the wife had been on leave and returned suddenly to find Gail in bed with her husband. I escorted the woman out to where I found her husband waiting in his car for her. Strange to say, one of our officers was having an affair with the wife. What's good for the goose is good for the gander. (laughs) (laughs) All that is just for that punchline. (laughs) I love (laughs) how anecdote. (laughs) go. The the husband never found out. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you, I lost... Complete. I was reading this, but I don't know. I can imagine that's one of those stories that he told time and time again in the pub, and always got a laugh. (laughs) And then thought, "Oh, this is going to be a brilliant. This is going to be great. together? Hey!" So I mean, who was having it? I don't know who was having it. He should write for Coronation Street. He should. He's got it here. Um, A large number of associate members worked for GCHQ. This was a spying branch of the British government. Three of them were close friends of mine, and their wives even closer. Oh. <laughs> I was lucky they did not monitor their homes when they were at work. Oh, <laughs> little dig at GCHQ, you fucking Um <laughs> uh, A Korean airliner, Flight 007, oh. you know, I bet you love that, yeah. was flying over a sensitive area in Russia and told to move out. It ignored the order, and the pilot had instructions to shoot it down. GCHQ had this information before anyone else. They could even tell when a plane landing in Hong Kong was last in Hong Kong because every plane's engine had a signature tune. What was what? that paragraph? I mean, I thought we were in a prison and now all of a sudden yeah. we're in the RAF. So hang on, so it, well, he mentions Gail and then he basically talks about shagging these blokes' wives Yeah. and then all of a sudden he talks about a Korean airliner and it's just so weird. Again, it's something that he thinks... I've been told that about GCHQ, Yeah, I found it really interesting. I'm just yeah. going to slap it in the middle yeah. of this chapter. I'm not sure he's aware of the word narrative. I think he's just like, that goes there, that yep. goes there. Yeah. you absolutely right. He's, <laughs> yeah, he's just written all keep, these anecdotes Keep you on your out. toes. Keep you on your toes. <laughs> yes, yeah. That's right. Maybe this is a new style of writing. <laughs> <laughs> Where's that yeah. post-it note? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Put that bit there. Um, another associate member was Douglas Scriven. Oh, all these names good are name. in Douglas. Dougie Scriven. Douglas Scriven. Um, he had been a captain in the army When the Japanese attacked Hong Kong He was captured He escaped from prison camp Made oh. his way through China Which was occupied by Japan And reached Kunming okay. uh, a, a thousand <laughs> miles away He did not return to England But remained in Kunming And uh, escaped And arranged escape route For Hong Kong prisoners Great chap After the war He started a psychiatric business In Hong Kong Sadly he passed away in 1975 <laughs> <laughs> then, I'm not laughing at the fact that someone dies. yeah but what's that we don't we don't okay again this guy He's sounds like he could probably write his own book but <laughs> it's not imperative to John's story yeah like chat, I just want to mention him yeah yeah and Different it's nice script. that you want to give him a little nod but so right well, all of a sudden now I turn the page we're on page 88 and there's a picture um <laughs> And, it, and it's titled Execution Chamber. Ooh. Now, I'm going to show you guys this picture. Okay, okay there's an execution chamber. I don't know if that's a, yeah. that. But then in the bottom right-hand corner, it says Created by Paint X. So actually, you look at it, and I think someone's just drawn it in paint. It's can I get a closer. Is look? that real or is that? A, it looks. I mean, it looks very good if someone has painted it. But why is it? Crazy? Yeah. So it looks like you've got. You can see a noose hanging from the ceiling. Yeah. Describe what you can see. Well, yeah. There's a noose and uh, some railings and a couple of what are they buckets or with ropes in. Uh, it's a very Oh yeah. Very uh, there, dark must, room. there must be like the, the bucket stand. So it's what they stand on, and then they'll kick that away. Is what it looks like, isn't it? I mean, sir. Uh, it, it looks very. Oh, there's a trap door at the bottom. No, no, no. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So but it looks pretty crude, doesn't it? It looks very crude. You know. But then he's suddenly just thrown this in. So we're yeah, talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. We're talking about uh, Dougie Scriven. Yeah, yeah. That I, mean, one paragraph. I mean, to be honest, hanging has not been mentioned. But we're going to get a picture first. Yeah. Lure us in. So I I'm imagine this next paragraph um, is going to explain all. We're going to get we go. news. Here we go. This is where the story really. Here we in. go. The superintendent, Mr. Blumenthal, uh, he had been the prison locksmith at Stanley. It was his job to repair or change the locks when they were damaged when the Japanese attacked. He was interned in the prison. He was a Jew and appeared to have become financially well-off by the end of the war. He somehow or other became superintendent when liberated. I feel that's a little bit of a an attack. It right? was a bit of a, oh, he's a Jew. Oh, good with money. Yeah, yeah oh, what was he doing? Uh, yeah, he, he, he got was, promoted. He was a How did he do that? yeah, oh, backhanded. Yeah, backhanders. Back <laughs> yeah. well, I mentioned he was a Jew, John. Exactly. He, oh, God. The hangman's rope was never used more than once. So he's just jumped from... Mr. Blumenthal, the superintendent. But we're getting so the hangman, juicy, we're getting juicy. Okay, so. Straight in. The hangman's rope was never used more than once, and after use, it was sent down to his boat. Okay, to so Mr. Blumenthal. He asked me if I was interesting in capital punishment, and that wasn't me making that wrong. He asked me if I was interesting in capital punishment, <laughs> and I replied yes, I believed in it. Okay. He believed in it. He believed. <laughs> he wasn't just interested. Yeah. I believed. Yeah, so, what exactly. did they do with the old nooses? Are we about to well, go? He I said know, him on it boat, didn't he? He it? told me to go round to the punishment block. There I found, I found Ted Seeger, who oh. I think is going to be a good character. Teddy, we're going to call him. Big Teddy Seeger, in the execution chamber. He was the hangman. He was splicing a rope. Oh. I knew how to splice, of course, being ex-Navy. <laughs> I saw him splice and put a thimble in the eye. Through the eyes threaded the rope, which forms the noose. The noose is held in position by a leather ring. The leather ring holds the rope tight around the prisoner's neck, but if his neck does not break, then he will strangle to death. As he is left hanging for 20 minutes, this is quite legal, as the judge's order is, you will be taken back from whence you came, and there hung by the neck until dead. Jesus. Legal. John believes all this. When the rope was finished, it was hung from a bar above the trapdoors, and on the end was attached a sandbag. The rope was then taut with the weight... And left there for the day, during which time it became stretched. The drop had to be exact. If the drop is too far, okay, so they make the rope, yeah, they put it on, yep. they put a the sandbag on, and then that so stretches the rope so that it's gonna drop the prisoner right at the back. Yep. And, the the, man, and, and it just takes to, as long as it takes. Yeah. So here we go, and then he and he explains why. If the drop is too far, then the rope would rip a man's head off. Oof. That's what happened to Saddam. I, should, I say, yeah, that picture of him. With, yeah. um, and if too short, he would strangle to death. We had a chart which shows the exact drop in relation to a man's weight and height. Wow. The next day, Toll took a prisoner out from his cell, weighed him and checked his height. So the prisoner was aware that his time left was running out. The trapdoors were made of heavy wood with metal bars underneath. They had to be pulled up with a pulley and locked into place. There was a simple bar at the edge of the hatch which was released by a metal vertical bar. Oh God! Again, specific. The trap door was so large, about eight foot by five foot, that two planks were put in a V shape across it. This was the, for the assistant stand on when holding the prisoner in the centre of the trap. I arrived at the prison at six thirty a.m. the next day and proceeded to the punishment block. There was Ted with his assistant. I can't remember who it was. That's <laughs> <laughs> <it's> unlike John. <laughs> <laughs> Remembers everybody. Worry about that? Yeah. The superintendent, the chief officer, and the doctor was there. Uh, the superintendent asked the prisoner any last wishes. The prisoner was an old man, or at least he looked old to me. He had killed his wife in a fit of rage. It should have been manslaughter. Uh, is he defending him there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's now the judge, apparently. Um, killed his be, wife yeah. in a fit of rage. Yeah, yeah. Probably, probably, probably murder. <laughs> yeah. The grill gate was unlocked. The prisoner had a hood put over his head. His arms put in a straight jacket. then led to the execution chamber. And Ted put the noose around his neck with the knot just under the left ear. The assistant strapped his ankles and stood on the planks with his hands on the prisoner's shoulder. The prisoner assumed he was safe while his hands were on his shoulders. Ted looked at Blumenthal. The superintendent nodded, and Ted pushed the lever to one side. There was a crash as the doors flew open and hit the side of the wall. The prisoner shot down, hanging by the neck. His arms and legs were jerking up and down like pistons. The superintendent said to me, ''Don't worry, he's gone. That's just his nerves working.'' like a chicken with his head pulled off. I doubted this very much. <laughs> so what <laughs> did he think? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and what I did, hey, I didn't want to sort of break... That's pretty, pretty horrific. Yeah, that I mean, probably, horrific. Yeah. So. That was quite an interesting account, actually. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah. many people would have seen that firsthand. No, no and, and uh, but like in the middle of all that, and I didn't mention this because I thought the flow was actually yeah. quite good, which yeah. for John is pretty spectacular. Mm. Um, in the middle, though, he's just popped a photo, a pretty bad resolution... Of the flogging easel. Oh. But just in the middle of that chapter, we've not even mentioned the flogging easel. Okay. It's not part of that story. He just whacked it in on page 91. Just, just keeping you gripped with some kind of colour photos? I mean, yeah, because I mean, he doesn't put like figure one, two, three in any of the photos, because at least you could back reference them. Yeah. So now it's like, well, you know. You're just meant to just take that. You know, put it in the back of your mind, remember it. And then when remember he, it. So when he just goes, flogging an easel, you'll go, I remember that from <laughs> ten pages back. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a treasure hunt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's making his, right. again, again, I because mean, his unique writing style. So this is, I mean, this wasn't long ago. This was the capital punishment. Well, we still had it in the UK till the um, 60s? 60s. Yeah. Like, yeah. Early yeah. 60s. He so. believed in it. Maybe we'll, yeah. when, Maybe if we do ever get a chance to meet John H. Fleming. Yeah. We could ask him whether he's whether he ch- he's changed his opinion. Yeah, it would be it would be nice. It'd be interesting to, to see as a, like a man in his eighties now. Yep. Whether he looks back and thinks, maybe yeah. think that was a bit wrong. Yeah, exactly. Um. We didn't I mean I think not we were mentioning Alan Wicker because obviously John was on Alan Wicker. Well, that might come up. So. Oh yeah, know. true, true. But um, what won't come up is that John said on Alan Wicker. That you know, when he was waiting for the neck to break, he would go and have a cup of tea. He did say that. Yeah, he might how do well, you know that's not going to come up with something? You might have just ruin the. Yeah, time. we don't know because he's not the hangman yet, is he? No, he's that's just true. watching Teddy do yeah. his bit. He's Ted Seeger. I mean, to be honest, John's probably having a cup of tea watching this. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> oh, taking a while. That, that doesn't need mentioning because it's probably obvious. Um, hopefully, we will. We, this will happen. Who are we going to get to play Ted Seeger in the film? <sighs> hmm. I think they're like a seasoned him. actor. Um, yeah. I might. I think we should wheel out. Um, uh, who's um, who's the guy? Uh, this sounds awful. Richard in Friends, with the big tash. You speak to a non friend yeah. No, no. Um, uh, Gumball Rally. Um, oh, um, Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck. Tom. Yeah. Could we get him to, to play to Ted see. Seeger Yeah. 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 Oh, we might have to see because I was just think a little weathered man, big yeah, moustache, a, yeah, a deep voice. like an ex. You know, ex. or, or Burt Reynolds. Is he still around? I think he's pushing eighty. Yeah, but he's okay, well, he's a bit old. <laughs> Too old to play, Ted. Yeah. Um I mean, there's not actually that much more to go in this chapter, so I think we should probably push on. Yeah, I think, think so. Yeah, absolutely. Let's keep going. Uh, we left to go to the main gate and waited for 20 minutes. Blumenthal and the dock went to the hospital for a cup of tea. Here we go. Uh, when we returned, the dock listened to the prisoner's heart and pronounced him dead. Then Ted got a ladder, reached up to the bar fixed to the roof and lowered the prisoner onto a stretcher and, removing the noose, put a blanket over the prisoner's face. He told me this was because there was a terrible smell comes out. Good. When the noose is released. That'll be their soul. Well, there is a thing, isn't there? People generally shit themselves, don't they? Is that true? Yeah, when when you're close to death or you're dying, it's your body doing everything. Your bowels go... Because you you're you he's trying to do everything you can to try and survive. Would well, you know what? That's funny because I did a, you know, I'm sort of into triathlons, mm. and uh, whenever I do a, an event, I have to have a poop. Yeah. Beforehand. Yeah. It's, it's body, really weird. Yeah, because it's, it's preparation. My body's know? like getting ready. Yeah. For battle. Hi. Yeah, exactly. Uh, this morning I went to an event, and luckily I was there quite early doors, so the the portaloos weren't too bad. Uh, but you sometimes if you get to an event late, I mean we're digressing, but yeah. when I did <laughs> when I did one triathlon. I had a, an apple uh, bar that I was going to eat on the on the ride, and I'd opened the the, the packet so that yeah. I could just literally just squeeze it out onto yeah. No, no pun intended. Squeeze it out of the bike easily. Yeah. And I went into the portaloo and the bar, and it was the only one I had, fell into the portaloo. Oh no! And um, and that was my. I had a, like a fifty-six mile bike ride, so I had to fish it out. Oh no! And have a, sh- a shitty apple. Basically, I had to fish it out and just wipe it off. oh uh, luckily it was <laughs> only the packet but it's still disgusting <laughs> uh, how I not got ill? yeah anyway that's just, I don't you know. went into as much detail as John yeah. there yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway go back to this line I mean yeah. he's, he's sort of forgotten about capital letters after full stops for a while yeah. but here he just puts in an erroneous full stop and then oh. a capital letter he's like oh. because there was a terrible smell comes out full stop when the noose is released with a capital W I guess as oh. well that's why you can't reuse the nooses because they're tarnished yeah, so yeah. Not that the person who's about to die would care. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, here's a new character, Eric Peek uh, was in charge Peaky. of Peaky? Peaky? Uh, was in charge of the reception office. It was his duty to fingerprint the prisoner when he was taken to the mortuary, which was at the main gate. He asked me, What on earth did you do to that prisoner? His face was blue. I knew that, that I knew then that the prisoner's neck had not been broken, but that he'd strangled to death. The noose pulls tight when he's hanging. Mm-hmm. the executioner is someone whose full time job is that of a prison officer but as one officer is posted to another institution another officer is asked to take over as there is only one execution chamber and that is at Stanley Prison and it takes several days to prepare for an execution in my time there were six executioners there was Ted Seeger Maslam, Cardell Brimicum Woods myself and another prior to Ted whose name I can't remember <laughs> <laughs> he I mean, he could have just named a couple. I would have been impressed. <laughs> Why put that line in? Um, so he's okay. So he's kind of like ruined the tip. I mean, we know he's going to become the hangman, but it's not like yeah. he could have really built that up and said, mm. "I was, I became the hangman." He went there as like an engraved plaque on the wall there of all the previous ones, and he gets his name on that. Hangman of the month. Yeah. We were given half a day off and seventy-five dollars per neck. None of us had spoke about being a hangman except one. Again, when I say spoke, mm. I'm not messing up my dialogue. This is how he's written it. None of us spoke about being a hangman except one who delighted, who seemed delighted to tell everyone he was the executioner, which was Brimican Woods. Great uh, name. so it's actually double. It's high, look. I mean, you can see when he's when he's put Brimican space Woods earlier. I thought they were two separate people. Uh, yeah. But it's actually Brimcom Woods. Brimcom Woods. Double barrels. I was also the flogger. There we go. Ah, back to the flogging yeah. machine. Think back, three, four pages ago. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is in fact a caning, but quite severe. The prisoner is bent over a blackboard easel. His legs spread apart and tied to the legs of the easel. His hands tied to the rear legs. His pants are lowered, and a canvas cloth put over his spine for protection. Oh, thank you. Oh. Then, using full force. Is caned, the skin normally bursts open, oh. and then that becomes the target. Oh. Oh, shit. You know, it's a weird thing. I'd say that is actually kind of a harder, more harrowing thing to do mm. than the hanging. Okay, the hanging you're killing someone, but it's kind of not that particularly evasive, and it's over and it's you're done. You're pulling a lever, and yeah. and that person, their agony, their it lasts over quick. So their neck yeah. breaks here. It's torture. Yeah, yeah. And I think to have the mindset to torture someone. Yeah. So that's a lot harder. A yeah. lot harder. And then, so to, to bear in mind, just remember that as I sort of say this paragraph. One prisoner released his bowels when I flogged him and there was shit everywhere. Another fainted and yet another walked away unaided. The dock is always present and can stop at any time, but it was never necessary. So is that him sort of boasting that he made a man shit himself or a man yeah. faint? Oh. You know, again, I don't think I could personally no. like, should, hurt should, someone yeah. so badly that they They're, shit yeah. themselves. I know you, sh- you have job satisfaction, but. <laughs> 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 Hangman of the month. Vlogger yeah. yeah. of the month. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in your personal development review, uh, <laughs> this month your objective is to make a man shit himself. <laughs> um, one prisoner was sentenced to 12 strokes. On this occasion, two of us carried out the punishment. I did six. And then Tom Hodson did the other six. How many people were working in this place? Uh, And they've all got, like, Western names. Oh, I guess it was Hong Kong, wasn't it? it Yeah, British British colony, yeah. Um, Did the other six. So we did not get tired. Another was a young boy, about 17 years old. He Mm. was only sentenced to be caned, no prison term. The police brought him to the superintendent office at Stanley. He was, still wearing his clothes, was told to bend over as if he was in school. The superintendent, Roy Rosen... where's, Where's the other guy gone? Mm-hmm. Uh, told me to go easy on him. Rosen was a softy. <laughs> I get this guy's a child. Had some yeah. compassion. God so. damn it! Um, <laughs> I gave him five light smacks, but the sixth hit him as hard as I could. He was not getting away with it lightly. I mean, that's not your choice, no, is it? I and mean, he didn't say what did he do? Did he, you know? Yeah. Give some context, like. If he's done something yeah, quite bad exactly. and you feel it's bad, you could you could justify him thinking he did that last one needs to be harder because you know you know he pushed over an old lady I don't know, but we don't know what he did. Yeah, yeah. he just but then uh, does John just see it black and white? This boy's been told like he's done something wrong. Yeah. so I'm going to punish him. Yeah, exactly. Wrong he, is wrong. That's my duty. Oof. And then he's giving him some advice actually, oh, okay. he's, but he's called yeah. it canning. Uh, when canning, <laughs> uh, you stretch your right arm out level with the shoulder. I yeah, guess unless I you're unless, unless yeah. you're left out of it, surely. Okay. But, um, swish the cane, whistles through the air, and thump as it hits the bottom. Brilliant, okay. thanks. Because I'd never have guessed how no. to how to Basically, cane someone. Pretend you're playing tennis. <laughs> Sounds a bit. <laughs> this is like a pointless. Yeah. everyone knows. Right. Yeah, well, t- There was no secret technique. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tilt the wrist. <laughs> I was paid fifty dollars a month for this job, okay. and then he goes on to his first hanging. So my Ooh. first hanging was three men. Uh, we wanted to hang the three together to save time. i <laughs> oh, of God, I've got, I've got a busy yeah. uh, evening plan, uh, but the superintendent did not agree. They were, and I'm going to pronounce this all wrong now. They were Lam Wai, Nagai Pin and Ma Kwong San. Why is he choosing to name them? I can't quite get my head around you that. You're assuming that his first hanging really was a picture in his mind, and he can remember everything. Yeah, but he can. He can't even remember like some of the guys that. Yeah. He worked with. And yeah. then he's he's just rolled out three. Yeah. But so surely names. he must remember what crimes they committed then. Mm. Let's see. It's just interesting. We wasn't. arrived at the prison at 645 a.m. dressed in shorts, rubber shoes, <laughs> crocs, <Okay>. uh, <laughs> open shirt and a towel between our legs. This was in case the prisoner tried to go for our testicles. <laughs> <Okay>. Ted Seeger <laughs> did the first one, good old Ted, which was Ma Kwang San with someone else. The second to go was Lau Wai. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's changed the name of this person, by the way. Oh, okay. In the, in the previous <laughs> sentence, it was Lam Y and now it's Lau Wai. <laughs> um, I can't remember. Good. Never. Don't worry about the detail. Don't worry about the detail. <laughs> he was a bad man. Uh, he's dead now. Um, I can't remember who did the second one. Then Cardell and I did the third one. Huh? Okay, see? So, so hang on. Ted Siegel did the first one, which was Ma Kwang San, yeah. Yeah. with someone else. But he can't remember. He yeah. doesn't even mention. The second to go was Lao Wai or Lam Wai, depending yeah. on who we believe yeah. John yeah. H. Fleming or John H. Fleming. Yeah. Um, I can't remember who did the second one. Then Cardell and I did the third one, Nagai Ping King. Which, again, is a different name to what he's put in the Starks. Oh the first one was Nagai Pin-Cow, and now he's Nagai Pin-King in the next it sentence. That doesn't make it easy when you can't remember some people's names. Then you write some people's names down different in two occasions. It's, like like, it's such a muddle. Just don't such such a a muddle. Oh, this is Oh This is a good moment for the film, guys. Okay, okay. As Stan Cardell put a straitjacket on him and tied the long sleeves together, the prisoner said to me, Don't be nervous. <laughs> I put a black hood over his face, and we walked into the gallows. As Stan strapped his legs together. I put the noose over his head. It kind of makes me feel a bit sick just reading this. Yeah, yeah, actually. yeah. Um, around his neck, the knot just under the left ear. I glanced at Blumenthal. He nodded. So this is it. This is the moment John wow. turns. I quickly glanced at Stan's feet to ensure he was standing on the planks. Then I pushed the lever to the left. The trap swung open, and he was gone. Wow. We went to the gone. main gate for a smoke, and the superintendent, doctor, and chief office. Proceeded to the hospital for a cup of tea. Yay. 20 minutes later, you ruined that, sorry. Um, 20 minutes later, we returned to the execution chamber and loosened the straitjacket. The prisoner's right arm swung and hit Chief Officer Knight. He quipped, Put that man on a report for assault. <laughs> <laughs> God. Hashtag bants. God, I know that was another pub story, I bet. And the doctor listened to the heartbeat, then pronounced him dead. Um, it doesn't seem like the doctor because I've never like as a doctor I kind of assume you wouldn't just like go listen to the man's chest yeah. yep he's dead yeah surely you just take a pulse exactly that's a better way isn't it you never see on like a crime investigation yeah. yeah just listen to the heartbeat yep, yep can't hear yeah, anything yeah. yep he's dead he got... got to say this whole thing seems like a bodge job doesn't it it seems like they're knocking it together like they're you know doing the garden up yeah, like, yeah. oh yeah just do that yeah that'll be fine then check that And it's just a, yeah. a coming camera. in wearing shorts and towels around your testicles yeah <laughs> just a joke um we loaded him onto the stretcher and took him to the prison wall street. Ah, oh, here we go. They had kidnapped a millionaire's son Ooh. and held him for ransom. They'd cut off. But why not put this before. when we name them? You want some context yeah. before the hanging? Yeah. Um, they'd cut off his ear and sent it as evidence in the ransom note. The abducted screamed so much they beat him to death with a shovel. Whoa. Wow. That's. that's, that's yeah. Okay. They were it. only caught because two of them wanted to beat the other up and he had run to the police and informed them of the murder. Another young was a young man, aged 21. That had killed the prison warder at Cap Collision Detention Centre during an escape attempt. At night, he had beaten the warder overhead with a brick. He fainted when we put the hood over his head, so we carried him to the gallows. He had the last laugh when he dropped his shit everywhere. (coughs) Tag there, John. <laughs> oh, well, what's worse, the embarrassment just before death of shitting yourself, or just dying? <laughs> yeah, he had the last laugh. Yeah, uh, addict. Can we just go back to what well, Somebody said to, is it John or another hangman, don't be nervous. Yeah, the yeah. guy who was... So the victim. You're about to die, and you're like, oh, mate, you, don't, victim, don't be yeah. nervous. This is all right. Yeah. Yeah. You can do this. Yeah, but uh, one of the things, that's something that you... So surreal. Of, yeah, yeah, but it's also clarification that, you know, you're killing someone... But it's fine, isn't it? Mm. Because the person who's killing has told you, don't worry, go for it. Yeah. So you're kind of avoiding yourself of the guilt factor. But it's almost like Monty Python or something, isn't it? You know like, Yeah, you're <laughs> it's right. Just, sounds weird, isn't like, it? Don't be nervous! Be nervous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. If that was Eric Idle, yeah. I'd be a very different kind of... Don't be, I sort of painted it was <laughs> yeah. quite sort of dramatic. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be nervous! <laughs> Coming to get hanged, yes. Line on the left. <laughs> One loose each. <laughs> <laughs> oh, suit <should> you. Um, <laughs> And then another man was... Com- he's just now listing people off. Okay. Another man was committing a burglary in Wan Chai. A baby was crying and he was afraid the noise would wake the people next door, so he stabbed the baby to death with a pair of scissors. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. Deserving, I think. Of being a Another lay under his blanket. Blumenthal asked him any last requests. So he remained motionless. Blumenthal and the chief officer walked away. Stan and I entered the cell. I was behind Stan. He was a big, fat man. <laughs> the prisoner suddenly threw back the blanket. He had a plastic mug, which he had filled with his urine. I ducked behind Stan and Stan got the last. <laughs> he got the last Stan, laugh. Stan gave him a punch. He hit the wall and it was all over. <laughs> it was all over. Brilliant. Um, during an execution, all prisoners in the prison remain locked up. Normally it is very noisy when they are unlocked but on that day it is so quiet you could hear a pin drop. It's as if they were paying their last respects to the man paying the ultimate penalty. <laughs> deep mm. The UK hangman, Pierre, said that he never thought like again just random no, Pierre's quite a famous one though, isn't he is he, he? yeah, really? yeah he's, he's one of the more famous ones in the UK ok Yeah, that, sounds into, French to me no he's, okay. he might have done the last okay. of hanging oh, right, okay. the UK hangman Pierre said that he never thought hanging saved anyone's life quite wrong <laughs> wow um, we had a prisoner that was sentenced to death <laughs> for what became known as the central arson case he killed 11 people when he set fire to a building he was sentenced to death He appealed to the governor of Hong Kong for clemency, but was refused. The prisoner appealed to the Privy Council of England. The death penalty had been abolished in the UK, and so his appeal was upheld, and the sentence commuted to life in prison. While in Stanley Prison, he killed another prisoner. So that's John's, basically, his little political... Yeah, uh, justifier. He's he's actually sort of saying, if you'd have killed him, it has saved another life. Yeah. whoa. The Governor of Hong Kong thereafter commuted all death sentences to life, since obviously all condemned prisoners would appeal to the Privy Council and be reprieved. So this was mm. it. This was, so this for sort a of few pages was his hangman career. Oh yeah, and, and it's called it's called the Hangman it. and his six wives. Yeah, it's one chapter in some states in America they use the electric chair this is not a good method he's not an expert and uh, I read that Ethel Rosenberg in brackets 1953 (laughs) (laughs) there used to be Harvard referencing um, had three charges sent through her before she was dead hanging is not much better if the hangman gets it wrong the prisoner strangles to death his windpipe crushed gasping for air it must be painful China has got it right a bullet is quick clean and painless (laughs) China's, China's got it right. So yeah. he, 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 he could have been uh, an executioner for a long, long time if he wanted to. He's very passionate. I oh, loves it. And, I mean, he's obviously looked around the world because in India, outside <laughs> the judicial, judicial system, <laughs> it's much worse. Villagers bury a female up to her neck, then stone her to death. The penalty for having sex outside of marriage. Yeah. You want, to know, you want to know about killing around the world? Come to John H. Fleming. I've done yeah. research. I don't think that is justifying the death penalty. <laughs> yeah. Killing a man never, never bothered me. I always, is that what he Yeah. Wow. I always thought of it. It's not me saying it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, killing a man never bothered me. I always thought of what he did to get the death penalty. Killing a baby because it was making too much noise. Killing a warder. During a prison escape In 1985 Five men that killed a boy and a girl On a hillside in Hong Kong Then raped the girl Are now free from prison And enjoying life The bastards They should have been hung Just because Britain interfered When Hong Kong judicial, judicial How am I saying that? Ju- ju- judiciary. Judiciary It's a difficult word oh, for yeah. me I a big, big tongue um, With the Hong <laughs> Kong judicial system They are free Wow. So we've just jumped to nine eighty five, just as a quick reference there. Around 1990, <laughs> towards, oh, <what>? the <laughs> Hong Kong Standard <laughs> printed an interview they had with me. It was a subject being debated, uh, debated would capital punishment be restored when China took over? Oh. In Hong Kong at the time was Alan Wicker. Here we right. go. you know, I bled you in there. <laughs> From the British Broadcasting Company. Doesn't bother referring to it as I the think, BBC. I mean, yeah, exactly, we gets, we pretty, pretty much knows what it is worldwide. Uh, he had his own programme on television called Wicker's World. <laughs> 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 Thank you. <There> you go. <laughs> uh, he saw the article in the newspaper and arranged to interview me. He contacted the Commissioner of Prisons, Mr. Chanwan Shek, uh, who gave permission for him to carry out the interview outside the Stanley Prison main gates. It was shown on British television. Mr. Brimacombe Woods had retired to the UK. He became incensed when he saw the program. He saw himself being dethroned from what uh, from being known as the Hong Kong executioner. He wrote to the South China Morning Post, a Hong Kong newspaper, saying that all executions I had mentioned had been done by him. He said he did not even remember me being there at all. Oh, Ooh, okay, wow. bad blood. Is this like a double bluff? Yeah. Like, was was actually was Brumock Woods telling the truth? Yeah, and. Fleming wasn't. He, he could have been just the Hangman's tea boy. Yeah, Fleming was just. Is him. there a counter move? Oh wow! Yeah, is it's... Brigham woods around. We should email him. Yeah, is he He's even alive? alive. Well, wow, good question. Unlikely. He was so annoyed he even flew back to Hong Kong to redeem the throne, <laughs> but they but they cancelled it. <laughs> back him. to Game of Thrones again. Um, and gave an interview <laughs> with the South China Morning Post with a photograph of him outside the Supreme Court. He said that in his day, prisoners had their hands cut off for stealing, which of course was nonsense. He said he had carried out so many executions he could not remember how many. The commissioner of prisons would not have given permission for me to be interviewed if I had been a fake. This sounds like he's defending himself. Uh, Eric Peake would not have asked me what I had done to the prisoner to cause his face to go blue. I would not have the intimate details of each execution had I not been there, as we never spoke to anyone about it. Till now... It is interesting that on his last day of service, Brimacombe Woods uh, was demoted from superintendent to chief officer. An ex-prisoner had written a book that, while a prisoner at Chi Ma Wan, Brimacombe Woods, who was the chief officer, had him serving drinks late at night on the beach to Woods' guests. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I feel like, and that's the end of the chapter. Oh, that was it. That's the end. Like, <laughs>
1: what, so was it, was what, that?
0: What, what was What a chapter! End? A about judicial, yeah. judicial. Judici- Judicial Judicial judicial. 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 The judicial system Isn't it That's the... Judicial Ju- yeah. <coughs> Judicial I mean it doesn't Really make us Sound very Clever But that, like Simon said That last Paragraph sentence That just kind of went I just went in one you out The other there yeah, yeah, This yeah, chapter's yeah, about of... This chapter's about Him becoming a hangman Yeah And he's become the hangman And this is what The book's around Yeah And he does his killings Which are all mm. a bit weird And then all of a sudden He just uses the last Couple of pages To just have a go At this Broomican woods Yeah and Because yeah. this Brubaker Woods is saying that he did all these hangings yeah. and not John H Fleming, and then he's like, "Well, wh- well, I know all the details, so it must be true." And and, and then he and he used the prisoner to serve drinks, and he was demoted, and it's just a bit of bad blood between yeah, them. It, it? Yeah, well, yeah. somewhere in there, there was an interesting chapter about an experience as a hangman, but it was just mixed up with utter nonsense again, yeah, and just random and stuff, the, yeah, erroneous information, like brain farts from John, just about what happened. Yeah, at the time. Yeah, interesting <laughs> and insight. You know, I don't you know, did, t- t- yeah, yeah. Well I get I mean that's the end of that chapter, that's the hangman chapter. Yeah and just to, I mean obviously I don't want to ruin it for myself or for you guys, but just flicking through, I feel like that's the hangman bit and now we're gonna get onto the wives bit. Yeah, we've done so, the navy, we've done World War Two right at the beginning, we've yeah. done the hangman, we've done one wife, a son, and now it's like let's let's put our foot down, let's get married five more times and make our way to present day. Yeah. And actually we are I mean again we've sort of mentioned this before the font is quite big the words mm-hmm. so we we're, we're sort of over halfway now yeah. on our on our story we are. um so there we go i yeah. mean but um, it's it's a pleasure to be back in John H Fleming's life. It is exactly. It's a pleasure I, to be I back in it. your lives. Yeah, yeah. Quite frankly, <laughs> I think all that shitting and flogging and hanging uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. is uh, yeah, it's gonna haunt my dreams tonight. Sounds it? like a stag do I went on recently. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, yeah, we're gonna park that. We, we'll get another podcast. I'm done a bit sooner than than we yeah. we're not gonna have such a big break next time. Thank you. Uh, if you've got any questions, we'll put a little Twitter ha- um, handle at the end, and we can answer them um, afterwards. But for me, John Griffiths. And for me, James Tilling. And for me, Simon Creswell. this is The Hangman. Next week on The Hangman. She had gone to the supermarket and bought $700 worth of food, <laughs> telling the store I would pay for it. That was 80% of my salary, the bitch! <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at Hangmen Podcast. That's H A N G M E N P O D C A S T. At Hangmen Podcast. We can see pictures from the book and ask us questions about John H. Fleming. <laughs>